All right, everybody, just listen up. I sort of feel like I've figured out the mystery of the kind of like Titanic mystery, I guess. So, you know, when I think about that scene where it's, um, you know, Jack and Rose and, you know, they have the piece, the, the piece of the door that's floating in the ocean. And, you know, I think you see where there's a point at which when Rose climbs up on the door panel and then Jack tries to climb aboard as well. And, you know, it's like, you know, they, I think they, it, in a way, my interpretation is that they both quickly realize that they both can't survive. You know, they both can't survive. And, you know, I look at it as a, uh, almost like telepathic acknowledgement that, you know, I look at it as almost like a mathematical formula where it's like, well, okay, so what is the probability that both of us will survive, you know, living on top of this door panel, so to speak, you know, this door, this sort of like piece of matter, what is the likelihood that both of us will survive? And I think, like, both of them almost, like, instantaneously, both kind of, like, basically almost, like, mathematically calculated that the odds of both of them surviving were so low. I mean, it's like 50-50, right? It's like, I think they both had concluded that, well, both of of us are not going to make it. Like, the odds of us both surviving are so low that really, you're kind of making a calculation as to like, well, one of us is going to survive and which one is that going to be, you know, me or you kind of thing. And I think that in that moment, like they both arrived at that calculation so efficiently, like fast and easily and unequivocally that I think that it was almost like they agreed. It was like an agreement, like, all right, well, one of us is going to die. One of us is going to die. We both are not, the likelihood that we'll both survive are so low, one of us is going to die. And I think that it was like a calculated decision. It was like a, at the time, within the framework that existed at that time, it was like almost like a gentlemanly agreement, like, like almost like a decision that would be made in a gentlemanly manner. And I think that the irony is that he, in that moment, in her mind, like he exhibited more gentlemanly qualities than her fiance at that time, who was like the publicly regarded quote unquote gentleman. But he never would have done that for her. Like he, he would not only have not done that for her, he wouldn't have done that for anyone. Like he would only have exhibited that for himself, you know? And I think that part of the irony is the fact that, well, Jack, basically, it was almost like a telepathic agreement that, or, or almost like a nonverbal and understanding that, well, all right, one of us is going to die. We both are not able to survive upon this raft. Both of us are not going to live. The likelihood of that happening is very low. One of us is going to die. Which one of us is that going to be? It was almost like, 
with no words being spoken, it was like the understood thing is that, well, he's going to die. He's going to die. And in a really, really twisted way, based upon the custom that existed at that time, her basically almost like allowing him to die was like almost like a respectful thing. It was like he was such a gentleman that he was willing to give his life, you know? And I feel like being an artist, he was an artist. I mean, he's a true artist. And so he would rather his name live on, you know, in like for eternity than to experience whatever temporary uplift that might be gained from some sort of temporary, you know, attachment to fame. And it was like, being able to understand like the underlying message and the underlying story and the underlying brilliance and the underlying courage and you know that like that ultimately is more important and so i feel like in many ways for her to almost almost like to have acquiesced in his you know decision to die like i'm you know like to the extent that the odds you know both of us can't live and to the extent that I can possibly do this thing that will allow you to live on, then I do so, you know, humbly. And I feel like that was the irony of it because I think that the juxtaposition is that her fiance at the time, the man that she was committed to marry under the constraints, societal constraints that existed at that time would not have done that. And so when you think about it at a much deeper level, it's such like, a much deeper analysis of just society in general. And so I just wanted to point that out and put it out there. So thank you.